Welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitake, and I'm so excited that you've tuned in. Here at the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, our mission is focused on connecting, developing, and inspiring young business leaders to find and pursue their passion. This podcast is sponsored by Trost Marketing. Promoting your business through marketing is essential for growth. Without marketing, you lack the ability to create a conversation with your potential customers. At Trost Marketing, we provide marketing solutions that fuel growth. We are your source for all of your printing needs, as well as branded apparel and promotional items. If your business wants to stand out to potential customers, contact the marketing experts at Trost Marketing. Visit us at trostmarketing.com or call us at 866-492-7820. Young businessmen, welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitake, and I have my co-host, B. Sizzle, as I like to call him, the most interesting insurance agent in the country. Brian, welcome. It's good to see you. Merry Christmas, Evan. How are we doing? Merry Christmas, indeed. We're doing fantastic. Actually, at the time that we're recording this, this is episode number 17, and so Christmas is coming up this weekend, so we're real excited to kind of get into that. Uh, the beautiful thing about it is, no matter where we go, all the, all the office buildings are empty, so we can kind of have a roving podcast and not have to worry about people interrupting us and those kinds of things, so that's fun. But uh, Brian, kind of catch everybody up. It's been a, been a couple of podcasts since you've been on. What you been up to? Well, you said it's our 17th, and I don't want people to be fooled by that, Evan. We have more and more listeners every single week. Every single time we put a podcast out, people are listening. Some people are new. We've got consistent people. So what I love about the, what the irony that we have going on here is before we started doing this, when we started talking to people about it, you might remember they kind of looked at us funny like, oh, okay, kind of sounds like a waste of time. And we were like, no, this is going to be fun. It's going to be valuable. People are going to want to do it. And I, I've been looking at when we share this with the, the social media, every single time I look, I've got new names there. I don't know if you're noticing that. Are you seeing the growth on this thing? No, absolutely. I, I love watching uh, the different stats of where people are downloading it. We are actually reaching an international audience. I'm seeing downloads on uh, places like, uh, what was the last one? It was... Uh, it was like Norway or something like that. So we are reaching a much larger larger audience, which is fantastic. And we're starting to get linked to by different websites, obviously uh, some of the stuff that you're putting out there. But it's just fun. I, I enjoy this. I mean, for me, this is something that I'm passionate about. I believe that you're passionate about it. And I believe that everybody else is starting to kind of grab onto it. So I'm excited to see the, the continued growth. It's always fun watching those stats because that's how we can kind of keep score. But uh, ultimately beyond that, I think this is just something that people will use as a resource later on. So, you know, the, the things that we're talking about today are not things that are, are necessarily topical all the time. A lot of these things are principles and, and precepts that uh, no matter where you are in your journey, this is something that hopefully you can come back to and kind of re-dive into or refresh yourself with because uh, we want to make sure that we're constantly putting out good content. And if we've done our jobs that content is going to be something that people will consume multiple times because I don't care how many times I listen to something. I always try to find a way to get something new out of it. And I believe that you do the same thing. Uh, yeah. You know, you know me, Evan. I hate to read, but I do it anyway, <laughs> right? Um, what my goal here is is when people tune in and, and hear us that maybe they get a laugh. Uh, maybe we make them cry every once in a while. But really, at the end of the day, they want to replay the thing. Absolutely. They want to hear it again. They want to say, this, this is actually going to make me better. 
It's going to make me a, a better husband, a better dad. It's going to make me a better uh, boss, owner. And it, hopefully, eventually, they're going to make more money from it. They're going to feel more secure um, in their lives. I, I want to catch everyone up. Um, you'll remember we had Gerald, the Hurricane Yes, Harris we did. Yeah, huh? To catch the listeners up, you know, Gerald's no, you know, he's, he's no wimp, right? He, so he, he actually proved that he is no wimp. We, we had Gerald <laughs> on a few days before his fight. And so the Gerald quick, the Hurricane Harris. The Hurricane. The yep. Hurricane. Uh-huh. And it's so fun with his name, I'm going to tell the listeners why. So a couple of days before the fight, during the weight cut, which is huge. If you're not a fight fan, during the weight cut's crazy. These guys don't talk to their wives during the weight cut. He comes. He joins us. We promote his fight. And what was important about this fight, Evan, is uh, the Hurricane retired two years ago. Yeah. He's like, I'm sick of it. I'm going to run a gym. I'm going to coach Broken Arrow Wrestling, and I'm just going to hang out. I'm going to be married. I got five kids. And some guy on Twitter, some amateur fighter, you know, a, a more of a regional, calls him out. Says he's a UFC guy. He's retired. He's nothing. I can, I can do away with this guy. Gerald gets amped. And I've known Gerald for a long time. He's 37 like me. We're old. Yeah. In the fight game, we're old. Yeah, you guys we're are, grandpas. You guys are old, man. I'm glad and I'm so, part of the Young Businessman of Tulsa podcast where I don't have to worry about being you, old. Yeah. <laughs> you got to think about the fight game. The fight game, right? You yeah. Know, we're not spring chickens. But this guy calls him out. And Gerald says, let's do it. So here's the order of events. Gerald accepts the fight. And, and Gerald's a faith guy, too. And, and this ties back to faith. Gerald didn't want to ever fight anymore because it wasn't going to be lucrative for him. During this process of him accepting the fight, Evan, the current matchmaker with the UFC retires. Yeah. The new matchmaker that takes the position owns Legacy Fight Promotions, which is the promotion that put on Gerald's fight. He steps in as the new matchmaker. That then ties Legacy to the UFC. All that to say if Gerald performs well, Gerald's almost a shoe-in to the UFC, making it a lucrative event for this guy. Something he's been in prayer about. If I'm going to fight, I've got to make money. I can't do this for the love of the game anymore. Right. So we're, we're nervous. Gerald accepts the fight at 170. That's the weight. Within a couple of weeks, the guy who called him out can't make weight. Once it had a catch weight of 185. Gerald accepts the fight. Gerald, you, Gerald's a monster. He didn't care. Right. The night of the weigh-ins, which is the day before the fight, the guy shows up weighing 220 pounds. Did Ooh. not honor the contract. <laughs> Gerald shows up dripping wet. Weighing about 185 pounds. Yeah. So he, ga- he gained 11 pounds overnight for this fight. He walks in weighing about 200 pounds. The other guy's weighing about 225 pounds. Big, big guy. Right. Gerald wins. Uh-huh. Well, let me tell you how he wins. They ring the bell, right? They're going to fight. Gerald comes in, walks up. The guy, because the guy is obviously overweight, he didn't train right, something was probably wrong, he was hurt, yeah. jumps on Gerald to try to take him down. Gerald holds the guy up like he's holding a baby, and everyone knew what was coming after that. Gerald slammed him so hard in the first minute of the fight that he knocked him out. Fight (laughs) over. That's called the hurricane. Yeah. Gerald's deal is a slam. We never knew he was going to get to slam him right away. So that's catching everybody up. Gerald won. Gerald has accepted an opportunity. Next podcast will tell you how it turned out, but I'll tell you he's accepted an opportunity and should be in the state of Nevada 
in January for a couple of weeks. That's fantastic, man. Well, so, I, I, we, I definitely enjoyed my talk with them. I think uh, hopefully the listeners enjoyed it too. I, obviously, I know you're passionate about it, so you enjoyed kind of having him on there and getting to pick his brain a little bit. But well, We've got another fighter today, Evan. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I'm, I was wondering if you were going to lead into my uh, guest. We've got another fighter today. Anytime that we bring a guest on and we're going to give away our time, because you're selfish, I'm selfish, right? We always want to talk about what in the world is Trost Marketing doing? What in the world are you supposed to do if you ever get online or social media? Well, you got to call Brian Smith, right? Yeah. That's the first rule. I don't care what you're looking for, you call Brian Smith. But today, we've got a juggernaut. And when I say juggernaut, I'm talking about a, a business juggernaut. And so you've done your research, you've caught up. Why don't you introduce the guy for us today? Well, uh, today we have, I'm very excited to bring him on. It's a guy I've known for a little while, but I haven't actually had a chance to really have a one-on-one or one-on-two type of conversation. So I'm excited about that. But it's Mr. Tim Redmond, the million-dollar coach. Is is that the correct terminology for you? Well, I, I, I'm not opposed to a million. I, I'm, <laughs> I get a little bored with that. I'm hoping we're going for 10 Go or going 100 million. For, okay, all right, all right. Actually, most of the clients I work with, if they don't have a $100 million vision, I see that as a short-term coaching arrangement. See, that's the, that's the caliber of person we're talking to right here. Somebody with a big mindset, somebody that, that's looking to help you achieve growth. And so that's why I'm excited to bring him to you today because we're going to kind of talk about a, a, a wide range of topics, and I'll, I'm going to kind of tee it up a little bit. But Tim has a lot of fantastic stuff to talk about. If you kind of go online and kind of try to learn a little bit about what he does, which is uh, Redmond Growth Consulting, and kind of see what his business is. But his, his job is helping people. He wants to help people grow their business and help them accelerate that rate of growth to get to that next level. We talked a little bit to a sales coach, uh, a good friend of mine, Jeff Raver, uh, a couple of podcasts ago, and the, the concept is the same. If we can get somebody in there that will help you uh, where you're at, it's not necessarily a threat to what you're doing. It's more like nitrous for your business. It's going to give you that acceleration that's going to help push you through that position that you're at right now and help launch you to that next level that you're trying to achieve. And so Tim is an expert at that. He's taken uh, companies from two employees to over 400 employees, uh, and he has just a, a wealth of information. So Tim, first of all, welcome. We appreciate you coming out. And uh, what I want to kind of kind of start off with is when you look at our audience, when you look at the kinds of people that are listening to this podcast, these are people that are uh, young businessmen, young business leaders. These are people that are getting started, maybe out of college, maybe they're in their first job. And so you talk a lot about growth, and so I liken them to seeds. These people are uh, seeds trying to figure out where to plant themselves. And so my first question to you would be, if you're talking to that generation, you're talking to that group who's wanting to achieve growth, but just getting started, how do they find the right soil, if we're using that analogy? What should they look for in the type of businesses or type of occupations that they should try to pursue? Great question, Evan. I'd say the first soil they focus on is the soil of their own heart and mind. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, a dear friend of mine's worth north of $70 million, which is more money than I made last year. Yeah, more uh, money than I made yesterday. And uh, that's what we're talking about. But I was, I was coming to him. I mean, some, I do all kinds of things to help businesses grow. And so I was doing some bridge loan stuff. I go, hey, listen, George, I've got, I've got 30% 
uh, money here that I can pay you. It's a real sure. We got assets to back it up. We just need short-term money, $150,000. Can you do it? And his response was this. He said, he said, Tim, he said, why would I want to invest in something that I can't control and only get 30% that when I invest in my own business, I get 55%? Yeah. So it kind of uh, takes me into a uh, conversation that uh, I've got three sons and a daughter, and my, my second-born, Robert, asked me, he said, Dad, Dad, I'm out of school, and I, I need to know where to invest. What do I do? What do I invest in? I said, number one, invest in your own career. Yeah. Invest in your own career. I don't own the business. I don't, you know, I work for somebody. How can I invest in that? I said, all right, take, how much money could you see investing? Well, maybe 500 bucks. I said, take that $500 a month and invest it in finding the best people in your market, the smartest people, the most successful people doing what you're doing and ask them out for lunch and drain their brain. Yeah. Pay for it. Buy them gifts. Bribe them in any way you can to get their attention. And what you're going to learn from that is way more than the $500. Who you become is way more than what you earn. you got to learn before you, you earn. And so he did that. Here he was, a theology major, which is a, a major that for many people, it's a, a, a great major to stay unemployed or partially employed or, and stay relatively poor. You know, and it's not a knock on that. It's a great thinking process. Well, he took that and ran with it. And within a couple of years, a non-business major, he's making $100,000 a year. Just why? Because he invested in the right soil. Absolutely. Himself. I heard a great quote that I was looking up as you were talking about that. It says, any fool can learn by experience. I choose to learn from others. And I think that's exactly what you're talk talking about when you're talking about reaching out to those people that you see that are successful and draining their brain, trying to learn from not only their successes, but also learn from their failures and try to find ways to kind of convert that into knowledge for yourself as right. you kind of move right. forward. Yeah, I, I, I would say this here. I would ask the person to listen to me now. You know, you're sitting there, you're driving, whatever, wherever, whatever you're doing, I'm talking to you. I'm asking you, what is your educational plan for the next three months, six months, a year? What educational plan, what books are you going to read, what seminars are you going to uh, enroll in, what coaches are you going to hire? How are you going to accelerate your growth? You plan the work and work the plan. And mm -hmm. I say that's, that's, that's some of the best investments, I would say. It's not looking for a business. It's looking that, that you can do business. Well, yep. Guys, here's the thing. You know, so many business owners out there, new, experienced, someone thinking about opening a business, when they start talking about getting coached, all I hear from people is, well, I, I, don't, I can't afford that. It's not in my budget, right? I'll, I'll give you guys an example of my business. Long-term care. It's a product every person needs. It's just win, right? And it, people always say, well, Brian, long-term care is expensive. And you know what my response is? Try not having it. If you think long-term care is expensive, try not having the policy. And so I'm going to equate that to Redmond Growth, okay? That's Tim's business. If you think it's expensive to have someone at an expert level, teaching you to do what you do, helping you through it and supporting you, we'll try not having them. 
And so the expense to that is, is how much money are you losing on payroll because you hire the wrong people because you don't know how to recruit, because you don't know how to look at a resume, because you don't know how to interview, right? Because you don't know how to prospect. Think about how much money you're losing in marketing because you don't know where to spend your money and what really pays and what really drives results. Think about the staff that you do have, how expensive it is for them to not move the needle at all because you didn't do the other process of hiring right and then training right, conceptually getting them to understand what you do. It's extremely expensive, guys, to not have someone walking you through. And and, and no one's saying, Evan, that you don't know how to do certain parts of the business, right? We're just saying you don't know how to do them all. And so what you've got to do is you've got to have someone, and and this is going to surprise Tim, but he was speaking one time and I was listening, all right? Oh, no. What what did you get? (laughs) I know. So... Everyone's got their pencils out. They've got their notes out on their phone, I know, during this podcast. Because when you get someone like Tim to join you for a little bit for free, I hope we're not going to get an invoice for this. Um, <laughs> there's going to be value here. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell the listeners, we're, we're not giving you everything today. You've got to get involved here. You've got to participate. And when you hear, when you hear the, the kind of info you're going to get today, you've got to make a commitment. And we're going to get you guys connected to Tim But you've got to make the commitment. I know we've got a lot of business owners that are listening to Evan today, listening to myself, and you've you've started your business and you're trying to put the puzzle pieces together. And one time in front, Tim said something. I'm going to get him to kind of expound on it just a little bit. But he said one of the big problems in business is the failure to confront. And Tim, what you said is people have got to learn to delete it, delegate it, delay it, or do it. You know, tell us, what, what do you mean by the, the failure to confront? And then are you talking about organizationally these people need to figure out how to do this or they've got to figure out how to have the right support staff? What, what are you getting at with delete it, delegate it, delay it, or do it? Yeah, when, that's a great question. Uh, Ryan, what I, would, what I would say here is when we're, let's say we're wanting to grow our own business and they're in the beginning stages or thinking about it, how you use your time determines everything. So, you know, Pareto's principle, you know, 80% of our activities only produces 20% of our results, and conversely, 20% of our activities produces 80% of our results. The people that are successful have figured out how to use their time well. And as you begin to build, and what I specialize in is I, I, I do grow businesses, but I grow it to be a self-managing business, to grow it to be non-reliant on the owner. Very, very important. I've got one guy. He's got a $5.3 million business, $800,000 a, a year. He's like, I, why would I need you? You know, I'm, everything's good. I got my systems right. I can, That's great. Hey, I'll see you later. He goes, well, actually, I'm just 90% sure that I want to use you as a coach. I go, huh? We ended up diving in and realized that he had a business that he was built on scarcity assumptions, that if I grow, it means I have to work more because he had a, a owner-dependent business, and he wasn't looking at the opportunities. We're going to double the size of his business from 53 to 10.6 million here in the next two years. And we're going to do it with him working at 30.7 hours or less. Nice. That's, he's an engineer. He keeps track of that. And, and so we help people 
not only grow a business where you get enough leads and you convert those leads and you, you deliver with wow, but you make it scalable and duplicatable so that either you have a business that you can continue to grow and it's a vehicle that takes you into your purpose or it's a vehicle that's easily to, it's easy to sell at a premium price. So guys, I have a photographic memory. I know you know that, Evan. <laughs> that photographic memory is actually Apple iPhone Notes app, all right? And a very wise man once said this. You cannot complain about what you tolerate. Oh, jeez. Standing next to that wise man. You listened to that. I, I actually, I, re- I wrote that note down, too. I think that was when he, Tim came and spoke to YBT. He said that one time. Tell me, first of all, I agree with that, Tim. You, you can't complain about what you tolerate, but our society, every groups of people that we have, in, in most businesses, contradict what you just said. Everyone does. Everyone complains yeah. about two things, what they tolerate and what they're unwilling to do anything about. Tell me how if I came to you and I was just a complainer, I'm a new, I'm a new client of yours, and all I did not, was complain. Not for long. <laughs> yeah. so, so you're going to either fire me as a client or you're going to see maybe that light that maybe you can right. get to. Right. How do you fix me? Yeah, so... so We'll get moving the needles on the outside on the business, but the real benefit of having me walk closely and my team walk closely with you is who you become in the process. And so we're going to look at, well, how do you manage your time? If you're going to take dominion of the world or the dominion of your marketplace, if you don't start first with taking dominion of yourself and your emotional state, your time management, priority management state, if you can't plan the work and work the plan, then you don't have a chance, pal. And so we're going to take a look at listening to their language, looking at the results. Results don't lie. I mean, they, 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 it can be harsh, but it's fair. You look at the results, they don't lie and uh, over time. And so we're going to look at the results and have an honest conversation and we'll say, what are you tolerating that it's time for you to stop tolerating today? What I find is that we are so addicted to this epidemic called comfort. It's like a cancer to growth, Brian. And I love this, this quote by this Dr. Uh, Cohen on this, uh, the uh, survival, uh, some on a survival mechanism. He said the number, one, the number one skill to have in the 21st century is learning to be comfortable with discomfort. So I'm making that, I realize I've gained about 12 pounds more than I don't need to have. And I'm thinking, this is just what I'm happening right now. And so I'm like, I've got myself into a discomfortable position just to grow purposely. So I'm going through this whole Christmas season without touching one sweet. So I'm sure you're... Well, you already touched me twice, so... Just hashtag this, just saying. This, this, is getting, <laughs> this is getting gross in here, folks, yeah. if you can only see. So, Tim, I, you know, this is what I tell people, and I think you just kind of said this. Literally, everything that you want, every goal that you want to achieve is just outside your comfort zone. I, th- I think that's what you're saying is if, if anything that's worth anything is going to make you step out 
go across that line into a place that you've probably never been. Yeah, yeah, that's so, you know, what is change? Change is stopping the current flow, and it's, it's stopping that because whatever's set in motion will stay in motion, and whatever still will stay stifled, and so if you like what's moving in your life, just keep it going. But if you don't like what's moving, you've got to stop it, alto, stifle, stop, and begin to do new things or create new motion. And so you've got to look at everything you're doing. First of all, are you going to delete it? All right? And if you can't delete it, is it something that you have to do? Can you delegate it? And if you, if you can't delegate it and you have to do it, do you have to do it right now as there are more important things to do? If not, delay it. And then if, it's, if you're supposed to do that thing, then just stink and get it done and stop double-handling it. Well, so here's the thing. Evan, you, you go to networking groups. Tim goes and I do. We're, we're around people all the time. We're always talking to people, mostly business owners, people in sales, people in production. My favorite industry in the world, right? Production. Getting things done. And so I go to these groups, Evan, and I'm going to meet a mindset coach, right? You met him. I'm going to meet a sales coach. Mm-hmm. I'm going to meet a financial coach. Then I got a guy that's a business coach. There, there's a coach for everything, right? And I meet him. And they've always got their business card, always wearing a jacket. I say that because I never do. Everyone knows, everyone knows Brian. I, I just, if, if I'm wearing a suit, I'm interviewing for a job, which is going to be weird because <laughs> I will get fired <laughs> if I get that job. Or I'm on my way to a funeral. So you, you look pretty sharp, Brian. You dress up pretty good. Let, let's, I want to tie it together, Evan, because the listeners have got to understand that this is going to be my opinion, of course. Historically, I believe that the industry we're talking about right now was a hoax. All right? And I know everyone gets all weird. Oh, Brian's getting opinionated. Here we go. A hoax. And here's why. Because when I meet all these people and I meet a mindset coach and he wants to come to me and help me with my business, he better be sharper than me. He better be smarter than me. He better be more motivated than me. He better be willing to do what I'm not willing to do. So already we're on a bad, we're in a bad way. Now I'm going to meet this financial coach, Evan. Let's meet the financial coach. Okay, coach me. Show me your 1099. Show me your W-2. Show me your P&L. Then we will talk about financial coaching. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, Evan, most of the time when I ask for these documents, I never hear back from the individual because the coach that's going to coach me financially needs to know how to make money. Let's go to one more, one more, the sales coach, okay? Okay, great. I love sales. Bring on the sales coach. Teach me how to sell. Sell me something. Sell more than me. Produce more than me. Show me a business that has. Show me a business you own that will. And it never happens. So here's why I'm excited today. In my life, perfection's always the goal, right? Always. But I'll always tolerate excellence. Always. I'm willing to do that. When I'm able to get someone who does everything I just said at a top-tier level that's provable, that comes with a lot of credence, positive feedback, and results, 
Now I'll start listening to the idea that there is an industry for coaching. Because up until probably a year ago, Evan, I thought it was a hoax. I really did. And I would tell you that I probably started becoming a believer in the fact that these, these are real things outside of people showing up in networking groups with no clients but business cards they printed online mm-hmm. <laughs> was when I met Tim, right? And I started getting to know Tim, and I started digging a little bit. He may have noticed. He may not have noticed. I don't know. But I, 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 I targeted Tim Redman, targeted him, and was able to convince him to go to a lunch and, and got to hang out for a little bit. And so I want Tim to tell us about something today that most of his competition wouldn't understand. And, and I, I want to ask him his opinion on this one. To me, fear is an indication of what we should be doing, not what we shouldn't, Tim. So that's, as, that's as, deep. That's, that's really good. So as a guy that's going to coach everything I just said, I'm not paying seven people. I'm going to sit down with an expert who can run a business, build a business, get results, show me how to make money and not lose it, and promote it. Tell me, because I'm going to be scared, but you're probably going to teach me that that fear is saying you're going the right direction. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a profound concept here where uh, fear is not just this enemy, but it actually becomes a friend that alerts you to get ready to change. I can tell you right now, I can sense it in my heart. Uh, Evan, you and Brian and you guys are attracting an audience that wants to do something more than what they're doing. They don't want to just flow with the current. They, they don't want to just become part of history. They want to create history. They want to create futures. They want to create high impact into neighborhoods and families and cities and even nations. I mean, there's a lot of this. I'm feeling right around this circle here talking to you two. So, you know, I, I like the idea of, I've hired a lot of coaches, Brian, that have done certain things here, and I, I, I haven't ever got through with a coaching relationship that I wasn't more dissatisfied than I was satisfied. And so that actually became my fear, my motivation to really make sure that we bring a total package, that we look at results. Mindset coach, without really getting a practical plan of action, is just a dithering, driveling, ongoing thing of just going through certain exercises and you feel good, but look at the results in your life. Now, my mentor and somebody that claimed to be the creator of the heavens and the earth, he said, now listen, judge a person by their productivity. Judge them by their fruits. You know? And he said this this most unpolitical way of communicating in Matthew 25, verse 29. I don't know if you guys quote the Bible in here, but it's one of my favorite books. So Jesus is saying this. He said, to the person that has more, even more is going to be given. But to the person that doesn't manage the little bit that he's got, even that's going to be taken away from him. So we've got to, we've got to be able to embrace all the aspects of what these people are needing and move the needles and, and have one person that they can yell at, they can fire, they can kick to the curb and do whatever instead of having 23. It's too confusing. And so that's, that's part of the differentiation of what I bring to the table, but I don't know whether I answered that question or not, Brian, but it was a profound way of defining fear. Well, I think what Brian's trying to say is he, he's, he's trying to say that 
there's a lot of people out there trying to do a certain thing or try to be a certain thing. And there's a big difference between trying to and actually having the capacity to do it. And I think that when you find somebody who has that, that's where the real value is. And if you can find somebody with that value, they are the kinds of people that can truly, again, launch you into the direction that you need to be. There might be some that you'll see growth with, but you're not going to see the kind of growth that you could see. And it really comes down to, are you willing to invest in yourself and are you willing to invest in your business? You, you may say to yourself, I don't, have, I don't have the monetary ability to hire a coach like that. And to, to that, Brian would say, how could you afford not to? It, there's a lot get, of different... Get a second job. I mean, I, I, I hired a coach when I was down to $6,000 a month. I was going nowhere. My expenses were about 18000 I couldn't afford a coach, but I couldn't afford not to. And so I did other, I just worked my butt off, rear end. What do you say on this show? You anyway, can say butt. Butt off. We're good. And, and <laughs> uh, just, I've got, it's like my good friend Bill Gates has says, everybody needs a coach. And uh, his coach was Warren Buffett, some guy that I ended up doing pretty good with a couple stocks. But everybody's going to do better with a coach. That's, that's why when I work with people, it doesn't matter where they're at. At the end of a year, they're going to get a 700% return on the amount they've invested or more. And if, if it's not me, it's somebody. Just get organized, paid help into your life to accelerate where you go because that's what the best people on earth, that's, that's what they do to, to get there. Well, this is going to be a great opportunity, Evan, for me to quote my second favorite movie ever okay a little movie by the name of rocky four i'm on the edge of my seat anytime you say your second favorite rocky four in it, it would be the fourth movie in the greatest series of movies ever but it's my second favorite Got rocky it. four fair enough at the very <laughs> end rocky tells the crowd if i can change you can change. Oh, that's good. And so what I want to tell people about Evan today is this, is either you're willing to change or be reactively changed by change, okay? Reactively changed by change. So one of two things is going to happen if you don't change. You're going to quit or you're going to be changed. So why not get out there and change, evolve? If you don't have a coach, get one. If you don't know how to get one, talk to us. We'll help you find one because one thing can happen when you go out to spend your money. People will take your money. The mindset guy will take your money and he'll tell you some cute things every day or he'll put you on an email list to give you some, some cute stuff every morning in your email. Don't hire that guy. I can do that for you. You've got to get the package. You've got to go out there and change and evolve. You've got to get someone in your life that can speak to you from every angle of your business that you're going to run into, right? So my, my, one of my last thoughts to, to the crowd today, to, to the listeners, is going to be, if I can change, you can change. Right, Evan? I don't know. I'm in the middle of breaking conformity, and I'm pretty sure that that's one of your <laughs> myths. That says, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And I, so I, I got to disagree with the author a little bit on this one. I, I, I like where you're going with that. 
But I, I would say in, in principle, yes. If, if Rocky can change, anybody can change in the sense that anybody can do it. But anybody can do it if they're willing to put in the work. If they choose to face the uncomfortability and push themselves beyond. So, yes, anybody technically can do it. But how many people actually will? There's a big difference between deciding and doing. You can decide that you want to change, but that action part is the most important part. And I think that's what Tim was talking about, and that's what a good coach is going to do, is they're going to force you to take action. If you take that action, change will happen. The comfortable side of it is sitting there doing nothing and allowing things to happen around you to which eventually you're going to have to react, which is what you guys were talking about. Right. But if we're proactively reaching out for that change and focusing on putting ourselves outside of our, comfortable, our, our, our comfort zone, that's where all the magic happens. They say that uh, the, uh, comfortability is the enemy of great expectations. And so our job is to focus on looking and, and reflecting in to identify, am I comfortable right now? And if I am comfortable, why am I comfortable? And what can I do to force myself to be uncomfortable because I've plateaued? And if I've plateaued, then I'm not really achieving everything that I possibly can be. Well, to your attack that you made a while ago, Evan, uh, Arthur, my friend Arthur Greeno and I would tell you to <laughs> wait for version two. Version two, okay. Yeah, All right, okay. Uh, hey, Selling uh, more books that way, I like but it. Let me, let, me, let me say this, and I'll let you guys uh, fight like cats here after the show. Uh, <laughs> Let me, let me just say this here. There's a lot of folks, when I begin to work with them, they're not really clear on their what and their why. And so what I like to do is if, if, if we could invite anybody that's really ready to just go to another level and they're serious about it, they're not, not just talking about it, is I would encourage them to ask, what is it you're going for? What is it your what is your next target? What do you who do you want to be and what do you want to get? What do you want to go after and why do you want to do that? And and I would encourage you, I, I have this this 30-minute business evaluation, and it's really a, a leadership evaluation. It's an individual evaluation too, where we actually in a in a very short time we bring to the surface where you're at, where you want to go, and give you a concrete plan of how to get there within 30 minutes, maybe 45 if, if you guys want to talk a lot more. But it's a practical way to say, I want to take a distinct step forward, so help me, somebody on the outside that's an expert at doing this, help me get super clear on the what and the why and help me evaluate where I'm at and how I can take practical steps now, today, this week, this month, to get to where I want to go. I think that ties perfectly into our audience. I mean, our audience right now may not know what their why is. They, they may think it's like, I just got to make a lot of money so I can get married, get two cars, have my white picket fence, and do all that stuff, and realize that success is not necessarily the wealth. Success can be defined differently by every single person. And so uh, what I'll do is I'll go ahead and put that link in the show notes so that if you guys do want to take that little 30-minute test to kind of better identify your what and your why, I think that's going to help uh, those guys who are just getting started. But you know, even if you're more of that middle-aged businessman or you're a little bit further along in your path um, and you haven't done that, I think you guys should take it too because if anything, it's going to help refocus you. You may have already naturally gravitated to uh, that desire that you have to be successful or whatever else. 
But when you really know what it is, really, really can kind of pinpoint what your strengths are and, and what you're trying to accomplish, you can be that much more effective. You can take that, you know, 40 hour work week and really laser focus your time so that you can be more productive in that time period and really launch yourself to that next level. So Brian, I know we need to wrap it up. So I'm, I'm going to kind of give the floor to you to kind of let, let you close this thing up. What do you have to kind of say to our listeners based on kind of everything that we've talked about today and, and kind of put a nice little bow on it? Look, Evan, we're, we're going to get people connected to Tim Redmond and Redmond growth. We're going to do that. We're talking about a local business. So first and foremost, for our key listeners, when, when you create a relationship with Tim Redmond, you're getting a local guy. Um, it's not some pretend guy in your email, all right? You're going to get a real guy that when you're having a bad day, you can tell him about it. When you're having a, a something you need to celebrate, he will celebrate with you. Him and his team will, will do party hands with you. I had to say party hands. Uh, <laughs> that's a throw out to my wife there. She'll laugh at that because, as some of you guys know, we had two and a half kids. Yesterday, we got the other half. Uh, Sophia's congratulations. That's you. awesome. That's huge. So we've got Legend at seven, Sophia at three, Maverick at two, and you guys know getting your kids to eat's a it's just a freaking pain. Well, Legend won't eat. Period. He keeps growing but won't eat. Whatever. Sophia eats everything. Maverick eats a little bit, but he's still huge. So what Anna has done is when they eat, they clap and do party hands, and they love it. So when Anna does party hands, they love it, gets them to eat. So I had to do party hands for you guys there. Well, You're we'll, welcome. Well, we'll, we'll record a, a YouTube video of, of Brian doing party hands, and we'll put yeah. that in the, in the, you, in the, the show notes in as well. In advance, you are welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So here's what I tell every sales professional that I know, that I'm either recruiting, I've hired, or secretly admire. Equal opportunity doesn't mean equal outcomes. We've got to apply ourselves. We've got to do what the others aren't willing to do. We've got to pony up when it's time. And we've got to always be results-driven, okay? We've got to be thinking about results. So I want Tim to put a little bow on why in the world should someone sit down with him and design a plan to become more successful? Yeah, I... Thanks for allowing me to do that. Yeah, when, when I go through this process, and it can take up to 90 minutes, depends on how deep we want to go down the rabbit hole. You know, it, it's a process that I have, people have paid me $3,000 to do just because that process itself is so concrete and so, makes it so clear. Um, but I would, I would really recommend, if, if people want to look me up, Tim Redmond Tulsa, it's R-E-D-M-O-N-D, or uh, Tulsa Business Consulting. I'm based out of Tulsa. My SEO is based in Tulsa, but I've got clients all over the world virtually. And um, so what I what I would do is I would I would just say invest in yourself. Look in the mirror and just say, you know what, you're worth it. Invest in yourself and realize you're not designed to do it alone. Invite this this group, Evan, Brian, all these guys involved here in this great group here. Uh, invite them into your life, invite me into your life, and let's start moving the needles in the right way. That's right, guys. You can find Tim on social media. You can find him on Facebook. You can find him online. Is it, say it again, your website, T? It's, it's redmondgrowth.com. Redmondgrowth.com. Like I said, you can find him on Facebook as well. You can also just uh, drive around enough. You'll find him right here in Tulsa. Evan, you got anything else for us? No, I just want to kind of say thank you to Tim for coming thank out you. and joining us. Uh, 
we'll get all, all those links in there so we can provide a little bit of value to our listeners. Brian, it's always a pleasure. And just remember, invest in yourself and don't do it alone. Young businessmen, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, check out our website at www.ybtok.com or email us at ybtoklahoma at gmail.com. If you live in the Tulsa area and would like to hear one of our great speakers live at our monthly luncheon, we meet on the second Monday of every month from 12 to 1 p.m. Like us on Facebook for details about locations and upcoming speakers. Lastly, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast, where we connect, develop, and inspire young businessmen to find and pursue their purpose.